0: Colleagues, welcome back to the office. It's Steve, and welcome to the CPE Today podcast. We're going to get started with our podcast presentation here just in a moment, but before we do, I'd like to share some insight on how you can receive credit for watching today's presentation. There are two options. You can either watch live as it's being recorded through Zoom, More on that here in a moment, or you could be watching or listening on demand wherever you happen to receive content. We distribute our show through YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, our website, and many other places. Now if you happen to be watching on demand on your own schedule, after watching or listening to today's class, head on over to cpetoday.com and locate today's course page. Uh, You can find our course code by looking at the footer of the presentation to see the link presented there. And it will also be mentioned throughout the presentation on multiple occasions. After purchasing today's class, you'll complete a short five question quiz on what was discussed in today's presentation. And upon passing that, your certificate for your CPE credits will be automatically generated and available for download. In addition to your purchase, you can also download copies of today's presentation, learning materials, you can ask the presenter questions, and more. Now, if you happen to be watching live as it's being recorded through Zoom, your attendance will be confirmed through attendance prompts, which will occur every 12 to 20 minutes and approximately four per hour. They'll pop up automatically, and when a prompt comes up, please choose a response. to confirm your attendance. It doesn't actually matter what you choose as long as you choose something as your response will confirm your engagement with our presentation. Attendance prompts might not be announced so please keep an eye out for them. Now, as long as you've uh, completed at least 75% of the attendance prompts, you will receive full credit for our presentation. Your completion certificate will be delivered to you by email within two business days of the event. You can always visit cpetoday.com if you have any questions or issues with your certificate. After our presentation today, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, There will be a course evaluation that will automatically pop up. It should take you anywhere from one to three minutes to complete, and your feedback will be used to help us produce better content in the future. Now, if you have any questions or comments throughout the presentation, we'd love to know what they are. Please use the chat or the Q&A functionality to let us know what you think, or if you have any questions on the materials that are being presented. Also, please feel free to share your experience, knowledge, and insight with the class. If you have any technical issues, you can also use that functionality to ask for help. You can always find great content at cpetoday.com. We have a variety of self-study and live courses from all topics, accounting, audit, personal development, Excel, QuickBooks, and more, you name it. Check out cpetoday.com. And the CPE Today podcast is made available Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can always find great content being discussed in that podcast every single week. If you happen to be a new user, listener, viewer of the CPE Today podcast, thank you so much for coming. Welcome, we're ecstatic and happy to have you. How about you get a free credit on us? Use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST to check out to get a free credit for today's class. We're gonna go ahead and get started with our presentation here in the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy our presentation.
1: So today's code, as you can see, is CPE.X slash Again, as Steve pointed out, it is down here at the bottom. I welcome you. I'm Randy Johnston. I'm so pleased to have with me today a special guest, Bob Lewis. We're going to talk about workflows today. Uh, we'll try to understand what workflows are and we'll illustrate why it's important to create workflows and why it's important to automate workflows. Over the last uh, three decades, workflow automation has been near and dear to my heart in lots of different ways. We're also going to look at a particular solution, Corepay One, and how it can automate your workflows along the way as well. So I am Randy Johnston about Hutchinson, Kansas. I have been teaching CPE for a good number of years, 40 plus years uh, on the top 25 thought leader list and on the accounting today. Uh, top 100 list as well, inducted in the Accounting Hall of Fame back in uh, February of 2011. And you can see my personal website at randyjohnston.com. I am involved with Network Management Group and with K2. And I'm so pleased to have along today, Bob Lewis. Now, I have known Bob for a long time. You can see in his uh, experience there, I've known him from days at Microsoft and Intuit and Bill.com and Uh, his involvement with what is now SAP Concur and Avid Exchange and most recently Giraffe. I know, Bob, you have helped the accounting profession in so many ways throughout your years. And this latest venture with CorePay is quite the thing. And I know you're very interested in, you know, high growth uh, channels and strategic alliance. Uh, You've got good background as an accountant and sales professional and marketer and so forth. But what would you like our uh, attendees to know about you today?
2: Randy, thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here. And uh, thank you everyone for investing your time on this topic, uh, very exciting and important topic uh, to improve business here as an accounting professional. Um, I, I'd say today, uh, you know, my background and relevance here is all about uh, you know, building, uh, building accounting related channels. And, uh, and strategic alliances. So, uh, you know, it's been in the small business and, and mid-market accounting and software space uh, for the last uh, 30 years uh, coming up here in, uh, in just a, a few months. So, um, and, and much of that's been building accountant programs. So, uh, you know, back in my days of Intuit, it was bringing QuickBooks online to the QuickBooks ProAdvisor program at Microsoft, it was uh, creating the Microsoft Professional Accountants Network, getting the Office suite available to accounting firms and, and accounting professionals through uh, through a, a solution you used to or may still talk about Action Pack, other. Uh, capabilities there. Uh, if, if any of you recall the Microsoft Office Accounting product, and since since then, really over the last 10 years, have been about a uh, been in the AP expense management and what what I would call spent, spend management category now. So uh, got deep experience in uh, in helping firms and professionals uh, use technology to build their business.
1: Yeah, and you know, Bob, uh, we know that the client accounting services growth, the advisory growth in firms is such a big deal. That's why I was pleased to have you uh, come over to Corpay One and you know support that particular effort uh, throughout the firms. So at this point, let's just jump right in and talk about what a workflow is. Now, workflows are also known as business processes. And it basically allows us to show the steps used to complete a task. And it clearly helps us define who's involved in the approval process as well. Now, as you think about uh, the, those claims, Bob, what do you see as the workflow automation tools that are inside CorePay One? And and have we got the fundamentals of workflow right here?
2: Yeah, I so I believe so. I, I think there's you know, there, there's workflow in terms of who is doing the work and there's workflow around the transaction and automation of transactions to create efficiency. And, uh, and, and, and we incorporate both, uh, but specifically around uh, spend management transactions. So anything related to uh, managing bills, capturing that information, uh, getting the approval process designed and, and working and, and through the process so that transactions follow that d- designed approval workflow or the, the multiple workflows based on what kind of a transaction it is or the amount or the department or the project or all that that might go into that. So it's it's a way to really automate all of those things that can be very problematic and time-consuming in a in an old you know old-fashioned paper movement kind of a world, or even an email kind of back-and-forth world today that we are living in with uh, you know with work from home as a as a more common uh, work style today with everybody being remote. How do you manage all the process and all the different people who need to touch things uh, to get business? Um, recorded or completed properly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's many of those things. Uh, with CorPay, it's about the transactions
1: primarily. Yeah. And you know, as you just call out, so many people uh, are uh, email dependent in their processes, which is unfortunately a fairly broken way to get a lot of this stuff done. So if we can get the workflow inside systems, and we know from the entry-level products like QuickBooks or Zero, all the way up through the big boys like SAP, Workflow has become a part of most of the accounting products that are out there. However, even on AP automation, there just wasn't quite enough uh, uh, approval processes inside the products. I mean, you certainly learned that in your time over at at Bill.com as well as Avid Exchange. And, uh, you know, those workflows are such a big deal. And, you know, when it comes to workflows themselves, I like to actually map workflow processes. You know, uh, right now, I think I've got three engagements uh, in process where we've got workflow process mapping occurring. So we can use that as selection criteria for mid-market accounting solutions. But what happens here is we tend to think that everybody in the business understands how the business works. And the fact of the matter is that maybe the founders do, maybe the people that are on the front line do, but if you don't have a way to capture that tribal knowledge in a workflow, it's pretty easy to lose it when you lose people or people change roles and so forth. So, uh, you know, I also am concerned that in this period of great uh, resignation and great retirements <laughs> that or if people are just out uh, not well for whatever reason, whether it's, uh, you know, COVID or flu, or my favorite new bad word, flu-rona, they've got both at the same time, (laughs) you know, we don't want to be dependent on a single person. So what have you uh, found uh, has been your case with workflows?
2: Sure. Uh, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, workflow is a great way to document the process that is meant to be followed. And it's easy to assign people to a group of workflows. And so yes, uh, the examples you mentioned today where you know, with the great resignation, there's turnover, but there's also onboarding of new people. So some firms aren't having a turnover problem, they're having a, you know, hey, we're, we're growing, we're hiring, we're expanding. And uh, and getting new people on board when everybody's remote, how do you train so if you can, if you can have all those workflows defined it's much easier to follow and learn and get up to speed quickly be efficient right out of the gate. So I think um, I think you touched on that you know documenting of process is often a gap and accountants, you know we we love details of transactions, but we don't naturally define and write down all our business processes. And we just know it. So, uh, and then we tell someone and we expect them to just know it, but yeah, recording it very, very quickly actually in, in the workflow engine, uh, it helps you have that trail and share it where
1: you need to. Yeah, a common friend of ours, Dr. Bob Spencer uh, has taught me in the past, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. If the workflow is in our head, that tribal knowledge is gonna go away. So workflows are a good way to document that. And it does help with the communications uh, between departments or frankly, from your company to an external client or an external customer and uh, back. So it really, in my mind, workflows help keep everybody on the same page. It also does an awful lot for trapping errors. Uh, You know, I know in my own operations, I've got 182 workflows currently that we use. And we are down, by the way, because we had as many as 240 at one time and then optimized them to 212 and now down to 182. But we have those workflows to trap errors. And anytime we have a service failure, we actually debrief and try to figure out how did this get through our workflow processes? And we fix that hole. And we don't have very many meetings nowadays about things that got dropped because the workflows are catching those errors. So what have you seen with this communication and error trapping methodologies? Any insights there, Bob? Sure. Um, Well, I think uh, with
2: with workflow, you create a standardized process and you can also look for exceptions. So, um, so we have some, uh, some examples where we have a workflow that will be set it and forget it as long as let's say the invoice comes in within 5% of last, last month's invoice. So, you know, hey, we get the same invoice from our landlord every month as long as it doesn't change and it's at the expected frequency, capture it, code it, schedule it for payment, you know, no, you know, according to plan. Uh, but hey, if something changed, it's, it's increased by 20%, it can be popped out and flagged. So, that, so, so that's one example of a workflow rule that could help you find uh, you know, a change, so an exception that needs attention. Um, so that's one example. There's a bunch of ways you can you can leverage workflow to look for those changes, and uh, and then the other part of it is, it creates a standard review if you if you if you set it up that way, so that hey, we we have this person who's supposed to review everything associated with this project, for example, you have a project leader who's very focused on the expenses associated with a project. Well, if that's your particular accounting challenge, you can make sure that person sees those expenses and can review them to avoid those kinds of surprises that can come up when it's all done on the back end by the accounting team.
1: Yeah. And so that control procedure, that internal control is actually quite valuable to prevent overruns and so forth and you know i know historically bob that you know we've mapped business processes as they are as is and then we've morphed them to what we believe to be an improvement a to be and if we take you know a, a business like amazon who's gone through 20 the last i knew iterations of their warehouses trying to optimize the way a warehouse works Uh, And then I look at the optimization I've done with my own workflow processes. You know, workflow processes are certainly not static. They, They change over time because you've got regulatory changes and the software you're using changes and the business environment changes and so forth. It's like hitting a traditional bullseye target and the target seems to be moving around. And if you keep shooting in the same spot, you're not gonna hit the center of the target anymore. So this idea of modeling business uh, process changes to me is a pretty big deal on this. So you know, what I've tried to do uh, you know, in this initial section is just talk about a workflow. So I think we're ready for our, our second polling question here. Uh, what's a workflow? Is it a business process? A, does it show steps to complete a task? does it allow you to define approval or is it all of the above? So if for those of you who are attending, if you wanna make sure that you get the uh, questions answered, remember you have to complete three of the four questions uh, to qualify for your CPE credit. So so Bob, on these, do you think that these uh, items uh, define workflows? Are there some more things that you'd say about workflows here? Well,
2: I think these are a great high level uh, you know, it is a business process. Defining it, steps to complete the process. It can be used for approvals. It can be used for a lot of things. And so, um, I think I think it's hard to just put it in one bucket and say it it could do just this for you. Uh, we we find um, we find clients invent new ideas to keep track of workflow, and you know some uh, some are quite innovative. So. Um, But yes, there's a good start for sure.
1: All right. Well, I think you're probably right. I believe that all three of those are correct. So I believe that the best answer here is all of the above on those. So let's maybe talk a little bit more than that. Why workflows should be automated. And over the next few minutes, we'll just maybe go back and forth on this. One of the reasons I like workflows so much, Bob, is it reduces the amount of time needed to finish a task. Now, one thing that I know in my uh, own business operations is I try to keep my uh, team members' time uh, you know, managed. You know, 45 hours a week, 42 hours a week, something like that is ample time for people to be working. Yet I know I have competitors that are spending 60 hours a week and have maybe double the number of people. Now, if you start running the numbers on that, you realize a competitor has twice the number of people and their people are working 15 hours a week more than our people. You can see there must be some optimization that's occurred in there. But what have you seen in terms of workflows reducing the time to finish a task?
2: We see, um, so like, we think it's the core of it. Um, and uh, we hear our, our clients talk about saving something like 50, 60, 70% of the amount of time it takes to perform what used to be done manually. So um, as they expand the volume of transactions that they can automate, uh, they could can, they can really save a lot of time and and usually that equates to uh being able to serve more serve more clients or or have a more balanced you know work life uh work life balance
1: and, yeah uh, and with the short, short shortage if we will with labor being able to serve more clients in the same amount of time is pretty nifty deal as i would see it at this point the other thing that seems to be true is we actually can define the process and make sure that it's repeatable so that it's followed correctly and so forth. And uh, a lot of times the workflow tools out there will have documentation as to the next step and so forth. So, uh, you know, what have you seen in this area?
2: Um, So I think, you know, we have, uh, sometimes workflow documented, you know, in, in, uh, in, on paper or you know, in a Word document or Google Sheet, whatever. Um, and then other times it's, it's right in our product and that's enough for some, for some clients. What, what I see um, done is sometimes we have workflow that's specific to a client and it's customized. Other times we have workflow that is used across all clients or an industry specific group of clients. And so you can create those at at a dashboard level. And this kind of goes back to your testing out new business processes where you can create a new workflow at 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 a high level, at a macro kind of across all clients, test it with a couple, observe the improvement, and then you can decide, do I roll it across just those in a specific industry, all my clients or select clients who have this unique challenge? that uh, that it's designed to to support and uh, and you know make better
1: yeah and i know the settings inside corpay 1 really allow this self documenting it's really inside there so you can see the steps and so forth now you know uh, on another session this is just one of two sessions we're going to do on corpay 1 we're going to demonstrate some of those uh, features inside the product but another thing that i know that workflow has traditionally done is it allows for more accurate planning and scheduling we can Uh, discern over time how long it takes to do various tasks. Uh, You know, of course, the idea is it takes less time uh, and is optimized and we make less errors. But also, you know, when the volumes start to go up, uh, it also allows us to schedule the appropriate number of people and uh, know that we're really asking a reasonable workload of the team members involved and so forth. So You know, I I know that for ourselves, we will actually project how many people we need for various products, uh, projects, sorry, and try to onboard them in a reasonable amount of time. Because you're absolutely right, Bob, uh, you know, this onboarding process and trying to teach people our standard processes. uh, They realize pretty quickly, these processes that we've thought through work if they'll just follow the process and it turns out to be quite freeing rather than limiting, you know, so many times people think that processes put you in a box and what they do yeah. is they actually open things up because you don't have to worry about the day to day things. Cause you're kept kind of in the lanes, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what have you seen around, you know, planning, scheduling, and then, you know, the controls around how quickly a workflow can be created or completed. Yeah,
2: so, we see, you know, we do see that workforce planning, like how, how many clients can my team support? And, um, and by using this tool uh, and this workflow, how many, you know, what, what are the efficiencies gained? And then what does that mean for the business? What does it mean for vacation scheduling? And, you know, can people now get away during a busy season period? Uh, you know when really necessary, you know, still, or or are, we, are we really structuring people for, for summer and other other downtimes? Um, I think the other the other thing uh, is with uh, with with keeping Trago workflow at uh, at a centralized level and and making that available to others, it's easy for uh, for a, for a firm who knows their process to roll it out. Now, what's, what's all we've also found is that um, some firms don't know or some clients don't know what process they'd like to use. And so having examples and some templates of workflow to create efficiencies is often very helpful. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah, no, we used to just do what the client asks and, okay, that's great. How about if we create some process create more efficiency, you can still customize to support those that have it, but create uh, standardization for the, for the areas that can be done the same and faster. And uh, so, so that helps also with control. And, and so that's another, you know, having consistent process where, where possible enhances controls
1: too. Yeah. And you know, when work is spiky, you know, whether that means we're doing 1099s or W-2s or we're doing 941s, if it's payroll processes, as an example, or whether it's the weekly bills or some periodical payroll, you know, you can have a pretty good idea what it's going to take to complete that end end process, a month in close. And you know, we just keep naming processes here. A pretty good rule of thumb that I've applied is that. Workflow processes in most industry businesses will number between 175 and 250, and in most CPA firms, there'll be 75 to 100 processes. And that number's actually up a little bit than it used to be because we've gone beyond tax and audit compliance into client accounting services and advisory and other areas. So it is fascinating to me how close I can call the shot on when tasks are going to be completed because we can actually forecast based on what we believe the workflow to be about when things are going to get done. And it's been very, very good. Like you mentioned from a vacation uh, planning, for example, oh, we've got this work. Do we have enough people to get it? Sure. You can go. It's not that big a deal, uh, that type of thing. So in any case, so. You know, on that line, then, we really try to create business rules to decide, you know, when one step's done and when the next one's going to complete, or sometimes we actually fork them and have multiple uh, things going on. Now, I know inside CorPay, you've got the ability to control some of these business rules and automate some of the payment and expense uh, coding and get it to flow through. Can you describe how that works either within CorPay 1 or just conceptually? what you'd uh, have our listeners think about today. Yeah. So the very first step usually is,
2: um, the workflow is usually triggered by a document has been received. Um, there are other triggers, many other triggers that could be, uh, initiate a workflow, but that's one. And that document could be a bill, uh, it could be a paid bill from a subscription. It could be a, which may also be considered a receipt, um, uh, or a receipt itself, um, you know, credit memo, other, other things that may uh, initiate a transaction. And so the very first part of that is capturing the document itself, the image and the data. And then from that information, we can then trigger a workflow to, 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 to kick off a process. So it might be a standard bill through a normal process and you've got a regular workflow for that approval process, which in, in previous lives and other solutions, there's usually only that one workflow option. You've got your single approval process that everything flows through. Well, you know, that it is good. That's a good step, but usually not every transaction needs to follow that same process. We have different transaction amounts. We have uh, different departments, we have different projects, we have, uh, you know, a variety of things that may drive a different step, we might need to split expenses to different places. And, um, and so based on all those things, we might trigger a different process. So the normal, normal rule might be, hey, everything over $100 or less than $5,000 goes from the accountant bookkeeping team to the director of services at uh, at the nonprofit, but anything over five thousand dollars may need to go to a board member for approval. So you could create an approval for certain transaction types that would then trigger that extra step. Hey, if two of these six board members approve this transaction, then then it continues on to payment. So those are those are the types of things that, uh, that you may you may consider. Or uh, let's say you've got a, a, a vendor uh, that's coming a Bill, it's a new vendor and you need to initiate the process to capture a W9 so you can have an easy creation of the 1099 that you might need to create at the end of the year for that particular type of vendor. So, um, you know, those are the things that you don't normally see in a, in a traditional accounting workflow approval process, which I, you know we call it a workflow, but it's usually this is the one approval process. Well, workflow makes it much more flexible. You can always have that one if that's really the simplicity that that, 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 that process and that client needs, uh, but more often the flexibility
1: to do other things is, is really key. So. yeah and i'm listening as you were saying that too because i've coded those workflows in my programming life and they were very restrictive yes we tried to make them as general as we could we were curious about those and, and wanted to make them flexible but it's not near as good as a uh, the flexible workflows and i was actually just thinking about another uh, product that we've talked about in other uh, cpe today podcasts and realized That yes, the problem with the product is it actually only has a single workflow coded. It's a good workflow, but it's a single workflow, and that's actually part of the issue there, too. So I think from that, then, you know, another one that's clearly a benefit today as we see it is this uh, manual data entry process is being. Minimized. Part of that's coming mm-hmm. from bank feeds. Part of that's coming from uh, yeah. document capture and extraction and so forth. And I know in, in your world, you've integrated with a number of platforms, including Sage Intact and QuickBooks and Zero and the third party tool mm-hmm. of uh, Zapier for even more integrations and Slack. But just talk to us about this balance of manual data and the integrations. Yeah. So, you know,
2: integration is key. Getting getting data and documents into the other systems is really important. So sometimes uh, we want to see not just the, the 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 data from the bill, but the actual bill in 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 the accounting system too. So so part of it is 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 keeping keeping the data in real time and live across the systems that you're that you're you're performing an accounting function or process in. Um, the other the other part of this, you know, also touches on uh, the automation piece just above. So, you know, the the manual data capture. So, for example, more and more companies are trying to auto pay certain things. You know, companies are driving it; they're asking for it, and and giving discounts or other things for auto pay. Well, there's still a transaction that needs to be captured, even though the payment's automated. And so you get a bill, but some of the you know, so you, you got a bill, it's paid or it's an invoice that's you know a bill invoice and paid or, or a receipt. So how about setting up a process that you know you feed that in, it gets captured, it automates completely all the way through into the accounting system, and if it's a recurring, uh, if it's a recurring expense, no one even needs to touch it. It's it's the same every time. So those are the kinds of things that. Um, you can automate now that uh, traditionally have taken manual keying for a transaction that happens every month.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, uh, Kevin asked the question, and I think I know the answer, but I'd rather have you uh, answer this one, Bob. Uh, Does Corpay One integrate with Sage 100, the former MES 90 or MES 100?
2: Yeah. So, uh, so thanks for the question um, it, we don't have a, we don't have an embedded integration we do have the ability to export and import um, so be happy to, to help you understand that uh, how it might work uh, uh, but there's not yet a direct you know bi-directional sync with uh, with sage 100
1: yeah I thought that would be the case so yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, I have passed an answer to you along on the side as well. So, you can kind of see how this is all flowing here. But, you know, these products that have accounts payable automation and payment automation are a big deal. And, Bob, I, I think conservatively, I've looked at 20 plus products in this category.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, I was actually pleased that uh, CorePay One was selected by uh, the K2 team as you know, kind of the product of the year of this class. So I think that gets us to the point we are ready for another polling question on workflow automation. Uh, so the question is uh, with workflow automation, uh, does it reduce the time to complete a task? Does it enforce business rules? Does it reduce manual entry or all of the above? So as you're thinking about your answer there, notice that the workflow processes can sometimes be built into accounting platforms. Sometimes they're built into third-party tools like CorePay One. Sometimes they are complete independent workflow tools. Uh, in fact, at a point in time when I've taught workflow, I concluded that there were seven different types of workflow automations that could be done and you know that's a a little broader than today's podcast go but I still am sticking with my guns on the seven different types of workflow automations now Bob are there other workflow automations or uh, items that you'd identify that uh, you've seen to be very beneficial because let's face it you've got decades of experience here so what have you seen in workflow automation that's that's uh, special or should be called out as well.
2: I think. Um, I think so. So I think all this is right. Uh, I think the keys, you know, here, you know, standardized process, control the process, save time, um, and and along with that comes improvements in accuracy as well. But what I think it sometimes doesn't. Uh, we don't talk about is it helps with learning onboarding offboarding and uh, getting processes in a you know to be done uh, more quickly so the um, another area that we we hear for example is time to close so hey we want to get our books closed faster and you know, we're trying to get everything out by the fifth day of the month and our clients want their reports quickly, but we have to charge a premium because of all that extra time. Well, it helps you can kind of get that get things done uh, in, in you know, reduces time to complete a task, but that also helps you meet
1: expectations. Yeah, consistently. makes great sense. Well, so mm-hmm. out of these, I think reducing the time to complete a task is true. I think enforcing the business rules is true. I, I appreciated your example of the $5,000 on board approvals there uh, reduces manual entry. That clearly seems to be the case. So again, mm-hmm. all of the above seems to be the best answer here. Well, you know, in the uh, next mm-hmm. bit of time that we have, Uh, You know, again, you keep me honest, but as I've observed on CorPay 1's capability, there's some nifty stuff that is inside the offering. Uh, Essentially free money transfers is clearly one of those things. Being able to do bill payments in general at a lower cost than common AP solutions. So I'll call out a big name that you've got experience with, bill.com. I think it is less expensive to do you know, accounts payable transactions on core pay than it is with many of these competitors. Uh, and I think the integration capabilities that your team has built with websites and accounting applications is a big deal. And for those of you who are in public practice, I think it can reduce the cost for your firm and for your clients, which is notable. And if you're an industry attendee today, it could reduce the cost for your own business as well so, uh you know those capabilities just just shout at me, Bob, uh, they are so good in terms of the capabilities, but I suspect there might be some more uh have I really understood the the most important things out of Corpe one, or there's probably some more that we're gonna cover here in just a minute,
2: yeah, I think yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll go through those, yeah, those you know, some slides that'll talk more a little about the the high level capabilities of what are all the different core functionality areas of the product and, uh, and, and what does it do? So in addition to the focus around workflow. So, um, ah, here we go. So yeah, core pay one for advisors, often accounting firms and bookkeepers is a combination of card corporate card, expense reimbursement, accounts payable invoice and bill pay solutions to really enable the entire uh, uh, spend management function and to manage that on behalf of clients, involving them as necessary uh, based on their interest and and your business process with clients. So it really starts with the document and data capture the approval of of that document whether that's a bill or a receipt or some other an expense report uh, the integration of the corporate card or the fuel card uh, that is is driving some of that expense and then uh, and then the last mile making the payments and so uh, we help make those payments whether that's a check being sent, or uh, an an ACH payment. Uh, if it's paid by card, uh, we also can fund payments from a card. So there are you know select periods where it makes sense to say, hey, we're we're a little tight on cash flow. We've got a great credit limit from our card. We can leverage that. Still pay it off. Manage our manage our funding right. And, uh, and, our, and, our, and our expenses properly, uh, but get that payment made and keep, keep business flowing. So it's so a lot more flexibility in here. This is the high points of the product. And uh, you can see on the left there that you know, the, a little bit of how the bill pay screen area works. And uh, there's, there's a great deal of functionality in this small business spend management platform.
1: Yeah. And we'll be demonstrating that platform for you uh, on another session. So you'll get to see it in detail and how it works, but you know what you built into the platform at this point, I was quite pleased with, and I know we've talked about some of the uh, changes that you'll be making over time too. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal. So, you know, I know that uh, the parent company here is fleet core. And maybe if you could explain how core pay one fits into all, all of the uh, Corporate structure would be helpful. Sure, thanks.
2: Um, so yeah, Corpe, uh started as Roger, and uh, we acquired the company uh, a little over, or about a year ago now, and uh, and it's part of FleetCore. Now FleetCore, we're a global leader in B two B payments. We, uh, you know, we're we're one of the S and P five hundred stocks. Uh, we're we have billions in revenue and. And uh, eighty five hundred plus employees and hundreds of thousands of customers who use our our payment and card products so um, we've you know we are the infrastructure we are the payment infrastructure we're a card issuer uh, we're the, we're the largest virtual card issuer uh, we're the largest provider of foreign currency payments um, outside of banks so um, so, so we have twenty years of experience as the money mover, and 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 what uh, what CorePay brings is the front end software solution. So we can offer as a you know as as a provider a great service at a, at a fantastic value because of that uh, history of who we are as FleetCore.
1: Yes. So I was actually quite pleased to see, uh, you know, the acquisition of Roger i have watched that really from the get go. In fact, uh, had Roger on my list before uh, Fleet Corps acquired the the company and product and have analyzed, as I said earlier in our time together, 20 plus of these uh, products over time. And, uh, you know, I knew your involvement told me that we'd that uh, the probability of core pay being successful in accounting was good because you understood the accounting profession so well and why accounting firms should uh, choose CorePay core pay one. So what are some of the key things that you'd like to make sure that our listeners and attendees know today? Well, I appreciate that vote of confidence, Randy. It's very flattering.
2: The um, uh, w- what attracted me to, uh, to the solution and the company uh, precisely is the commitment to the accounting channel. As a, as a, a long time program you know, creator and you know, partner program uh, uh, owner, I really understand what it takes to support the accounting community. The product is only the beginning. It's the service model that's even more important. So having, having the UI that it just, it's, it's easy to use and learn when clients interact with it, it's simple so that they don't need a lot of handholding. The uh, pricing model designed to support clients of any size. So you could standardize on a tool, whether your client has, is small and has two or 10 uh, checks a, a month, or they're large and they have hundreds of of, uh, of payments to manage a month. So you need that flexibility. And then, uh, and then the automation with, with the workflow engine and this whole concept of the ability to create a tailored workflow that's easy for someone like me, I'm not a coder. I'm not a, I'm not a I didn't study workflow. I, you know, I didn't know what that meant before I got into using these kinds of products. And uh, and it's easy. You know, I can do it. It's logic, and uh, as an accountant, we're logical. So it's really it's it's quite easy to to use. It's priced right for many, uh, you know, for really for any any client size, and, uh, and 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 just takes efficiency to another level. So that's that's why we're finding success with the firms who've uh, who've adopted it so mm. far and uh, and that's scaling up very quickly actually so
1: yeah so yeah. one of the questions just came in from an attendee bob that says are there particular features or functions of core pay that you feel really distinguishes you from the other providers in the space or any particular features that uh, you've become particularly proud of
2: mm. so several things one uh so the so biggest overall differentiator in the work itself is the workflow. So that, that's the hero of, of our product. Um, secondarily is the business model. So because we, uh, we make money on the, on the backend moving money, the pricing is better. And then, and then the integration uh, is another. So I'll just touch on pricing since we're here. So yeah, there's really no fee for the software. There's no monthly fee. There's no user fees. There's no uh, there's no standard monthly bank fee. There's no there's no fees uh, no there's no monthly fees or approver fees. Uh, We do have fees for certain transaction types, uh, but most transactions are also included. So uh, making ACH or check payments there's there's no cost for those. If you want to send an international wire. We, we need to charge a little bit for that. If you have to do void, uh, void checks, check replacement, we got to interact with the banks. There's a small fee for that, uh, which is really an exception process. And you know, some, some clients that never happens uh, and some, it you know, happens sometimes. And then if you do fund payments with a card uh, that are you know, for the vendor who does not accept a card, then there's a, there's a markup for that type of a payment, but that's, but that's it. So,
1: yeah. When I saw these numbers originally, Bob, it's like, okay. Yeah. How do you do that?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. How do we make money? We make
2: money. Well, we make, we make money moving money. And so, so let, let's explain
1: this. This There's a few specific places. Uh, and uh yeah, sorry about that. I'm jumping slides on you, but I jumped you down to that dollar one. Uh, so yeah, sorry we'll about back.
2: that. Okay, we'll take it back up to integration. So um, integration is another key differentiator. And um, so we integrate today uh, with QBO, Quick QuickBooks Desktop, Zero, uh, and, and Sage Intact. And uh, within those, there's uh, a great deal of capability. So we strive to have a deeper integration to support deeper accounting functionality and uh, to also push in the documents as well as the data. So, um, so that's the key. And, uh, and so that typically empowers the core platforms that firms are using for bookkeeping. Um, there's, there's sometimes a few others, but that, that usually covers all of them.
1: Yeah. And I thought it was interesting to illustrate with the, uh, sync that you did to QuickBooks here, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the depth of integration is, is frankly quite broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and this is
2: always increasing in capability and we're in the process of rolling out even, uh, bi-directional sync so that uh, kind of everything vendors down is two directions. And uh, we've, we're, in the, we're in, the, in, the, in the rollout of that process today. So um, we added a few months back uh, departments and locations and uh, projects and customers so that you can integrate uh, to projects and customers. Uh, our customers and projects underneath it in, in, in QuickBooks as well. So, um, you know, and, and as we, uh, as we get clients with, with greater needs and firms, you know, with more and more clients using the solutions, we expand the capabilities to support those edge cases as they, as they come up. But uh, today we can support uh, a very high uh, percentage of capabilities and, and functionality. So very, very happy with how we've developed and invested here.
1: Yeah, it makes good sense to me too, as well. So, you know, I think with that uh, in mind, you know, I, I hope what we've learned is that, you know, Corpe Today, can integrate with a variety of platforms. In fact, we'll make this in the form of your next question. So, uh, CorePay can integrate with a variety of platforms or, or provide bill payment at lower costs or give you flexible approval workflows or all of the above. And, you know, as our uh, listeners are, and attendees are thinking about that, Bob, you know, there's so much that you and I have chatted about. With the platform here, and you know some of the future things, so I don't want to tip any uh, cards unnecessarily today. But you know, I hope what uh, our attendees have learned and, and listened to is that the workflow processes that you need for uh, you know payable payments and expenses can actually flow through this system at very minimal costs. You know, most of us don't have international transfers. You know, most of us don't have the clawbacks that uh, that you saw and so forth. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty pleased. And, you know, I'm just thinking about your long legacy of these various accountant programs. And I know you're driving the accountant program uh, here at Corpay as well. So Mm -hmm. are there other things that our attendees should know? So um, in addition to the
2: solution that's designed to support you know, working well with clients. We also have a team here that is an accountant team, um, a team of account managers who are here to help you learn about, research, uh, test and roll out the solution. Um, We are available to help with, uh, with coaching, with training, examples of workflow, uh, we, we also have a dedicated accountant support team so that our, our people uh, understand the business of accounting and the deeper questions that, that we typically have. And, um, and so I found that to be very helpful uh, in, other, uh, in other experiences and it's just critical to, to serving the accounting community the right way. And, uh, and we're committed to that here. We're, you know, we're, we're kind of like half the business that we do. So we get a lot, you know, we're invested, we're, we're fully committed. And that's probably the key in addition to great solutions that do the things we need at a good value. We've got the team here to help support you and, uh, and make it real, take care of the problems that inevitably happen, you know. Exceptions and and unique things that you need a little help with. We're here to help you get it
1: resolved. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, I believe that CorePay can integrate with a variety of platforms, does provide bill payment at lower cost, and does have flexible approval workflows. So again, I think the correct answer is all the above today. And you know, as I wrote those questions for this presentation, I actually usually try to not have all the above be all the answers, but you know, your your platform has been uh, amazingly complete as we see it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, today, what we were trying to get across was what workflows are and why it was important to create the workflows. And then also why it was important to automate the workflows and why a tool like CorePay One can do that for you. Uh, And you know as it turns out can do it at relatively low costs so we will have future sessions here where you know you can see how to apply core pay uh in your CAS practices or for your industry attendees on the sessions to that you can actually use it in your own business so bob any parting thoughts here in our final moments together
2: so yeah so for those who are uh you know, attending from industry, we do have uh, another half our business that's focused on you. So we'd love to help you there as well. Um, I, think the, I think the key, you know, kind of back to that, how are we different is uh, Summarize. It's, you know, affordable for clients of any size. It helps you automate the smallest as well as the more sophisticated. It's a comprehensive solution, including corporate card through uh, bill pay and and expense reports. Uh, And the pricing uh, is fantastic with, uh, with workflows to help you automate even more of the transactions than ever before.
1: Yeah. Well, Bob, I appreciate it. I have pulled the website up so people can take a peek at that, but it is core pay one. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how pleased I am to spend uh, the time with you today, Bob, because I know this venture for you will be successful. And I look forward to uh, your company serving a great variety of accountants in both industry and in public practice. So thank you for your time. And thanks to everyone who was on today's podcast.
2: Thank you, Randy. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you so much for attending our presentation and podcast for today. As a reminder, you can check out cpetoday.com for all your continuing education needs. We have courses on every topic you can think of, from accounting to audit to ethics and regulation and more. Everything you need to know to stay relevant, current, and up to date with the profession. Again, check out cpetoday.com. If you're a new watcher or listener to the CPE Today podcast, again, we offer you a free course and a free credit for you to try our services. Pick the podcast of your choosing and use coupon code one free podcast at checkout to make that purchase free. If you enjoyed our presentation, please consider connecting with us on social media and let us know what you think. You can find us just about everywhere at CPE today, uh, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. And please consider subscribing to us wherever you happen to receive your content. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. We'd love for you to leave a review and let us know what you think. It helps new listeners and watchers find our course and content. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Thank you for being in the office, and we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Take care.